0: Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fragnito, and we have an interesting guest here today. We have Svi Weiser. How are we doing today, Spee? Doing great. It's
1: great to be here. I really appreciate you having me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I want to have you on the show. We follow each other on, on LinkedIn. I know you're in the real estate space doing 1031s and Title. You also have some history of uh, being a CEO of a tech company. So I want to touch on that. But what's interesting is you're also working from Israel uh, right now is that correct yeah it's it's always
1: exciting here never a dull moment and certainly you know today it's uh, a little bit uh, more on the edge I got a kid on the front lines so that adds a little extra dimension to my work then you know sort of uh, puts things in perspective
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. So yeah, I, I, that's a crazy experience. So one of your uh, sons is fighting on the, on the front lines of the war right now. Yeah. He's in Gaza. We
1: haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks. Oh you know, there's no goodness. communication down there. So.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. That is scary. Well, um, definitely, uh, in, in our prayers here, uh, for your, your son. And I, 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 definitely, um, I can't even imagine how scared that is as a father, uh, of course myself, but I, um, but talk to me a little about uh, your experience moving there a few years ago, uh, many years ago, right, and and uh, working from uh, Israel as well. And uh, um, But yeah, I mean, since it's a really relative topic right now, tell give us a little background there.
1: So I was always a little bit of an adventurer, and I was in law school, it, it didn't really speak to me, and you had to work during summers. And somehow, I don't know how this happened, I was looking for a law job in the summer, And I ended up in an investment bank in Tel Aviv, first American investment bank that was doing high-tech companies in Tel Aviv. And after about 10 minutes, I said, this is where I want to be. This is is what I want to do for the rest of my life, wherever it is. I mean, high-tech was, we're talking about 1994, and it was really exciting back then. The internet was just brand new. Netscape was coming out. And these were heady times in Israel. You know, everybody, we've been a startup country from day one. Mm -hmm. and there was lots of stuff going on and it was like totally new so dynamic and fluid and you know just the israeli mentality of they didn't really know what they were doing back then either but they were just doing they were creating and they were producing companies and just to be able to visit these companies and get a taste what's going on was something that i said this is this is it this is what i've been looking for
0: yeah yeah wow that's beautiful that was many years ago there as well and um so, uh, and you're, um, have you been working there uh, previous to that as well, or, or did you grow up in Israel also?
1: No, I actually never dreamt of living in Israel. I just ended up there and it just, you know, it spoke to me, less so my wife, but she came along for the ride. Right.
0: <laughs> wow. So, I mean, I ended up going
1: back and finishing law school and I did an MBA as well. Uh-huh. And after law school, we just packed our bags and moved here.
0: And wow. Oh, wait. It's been. Yeah. Have there been more harrowing times than now uh, living in Israel? Do you feel like it's uh, even more crazy now than it was 25 years ago?
1: So, you know, we came here as uh, Americans. We're not Americans are not made of the stuff that the Israelis are. So, yeah, in the beginning, you know, in Saddam Hussein, we were waiting for chemical missiles to come over from Saddam from Iraq. That was pretty scary. Yeah. You know, the waves of terrorism we had was scary, mm-hmm. but you get used to that stuff. Mm hmm. And, you know, it becomes a part of life.
0: Oh, my gosh. Where were you when uh, Hamas invaded uh, Israel more recently?
1: So I was in Jerusalem. Are you talking about 50, 60 miles away? And, yeah. you know, as Sabbath observers, we had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. We were praying in synagogue and suddenly we heard an air raid siren, so looked out the window and we saw the Iron Dome bring down a rocket. Whoa. And after that, there were rumors that Hamas had actually broken in and taken over some of the towns, and nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was you know until until the end of the, the Sabbath, and we heard what was going on. Even then, people thought a hundred people were killed, two hundred people were killed, mm-hmm. and the numbers were just going up.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, that's scary. Oh my god. And at that at that point, did your son decide to join the military? Or was he already in the military? He though? was an
1: officer school at the time, and he his school was the first ones that were in the kibbutzim next right. to Aza. So he was in there not knowing what he's doing, facing terrorists and you know, it was it was surreal. This is not stuff that they were prepared for. Right. So, right. you know, he was walking over dead bodies of his friends as he's chasing terrorists and, you know, trying to free people from their homes. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. My gosh. Wow. That is a crazy sad story i'm sorry to hear all that is going on and uh definitely um definitely complicated you know it's it's so well actually it's not that complicated it's it's messed up it's completely messed up and uh it's terrorism and it's got to be stopped so yep I'm definitely praying for the israelis there and then praying for the forces and uh thank you yeah i mean it's it's frustrating frustrating uh world we live in but um hey who knows maybe this will result in some type of peace down the road. And and also somewhat of a further agreement. I know it seems optimistic, you know, and unrealistic. No, it's logical. So as much
1: as it's optimistic and it's it's hard to believe this is the Middle East, things don't work by logic. Mm -hmm. But logically speaking, it should work, Mm -hmm. but who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, sanity will prevail at the end of the day.
0: Who knows? I hope so. I sure hope so. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's circle back to um, a, a different topic here. So you worked in the tech space and you had a, a time where you were a CEO of a, a tech company. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. All right. Interesting, interesting. So uh, tell us a little bit about that experience.
1: So that was actually military related. We had licensed, it grew out of a project in one of the military engineering companies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an optics company and we took some of the technology and we commercialized it. Mm -hmm. So we were able to identify video, which was really landmark. I don't even know. I haven't kept up in the field. I don't know what they're doing today, but back then it was really incredible stuff. People to identify videos were sticking in watermarks and you could only know your own video because you had the code to that watermark. Mm -hmm. We were able to actually understand video. We were able to look at a video and sort of map its DNA and then recognize it anywhere, which meant that we can do it for anybody, not just the owner of the video. That was a real game changer, which yeah. means if Coke wanted to see how many times Pepsi is airing their commercials and where they're doing it, mm-hmm. then we can do that for them as long as we saw the, the commercial once. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, wow. And how, how many years did you do that for?
1: Uh, unfortunately, we ran into the bubble in 2001 and our funding was pulled and it just fell apart. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. We had a nice run, and uh, it just the way the funding was structured, it uh,
0: the whole thing collapsed. Okay. At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate, build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com. Interesting. And, uh, well, that's a tough, uh, tough ending there, but, um, you also worked in uh, wall street, correct? I did that was before high
1: tech, you know, sort of looking at high tech from the outside.
0: Yeah. But then I got to get to be, you
1: know, it was, like I said, you know, I don't like looking at things from the outside. I like looking at it from the inside. Right. So right. I was I actually worked for the first investment bank that uh, came to Israel and was doing IPOs for Israeli high tech companies on NASDAQ.
0: Interesting. OK. And, and now you work with Riverside uh, Abstract, right?
1: That's right. Yep.
0: Interesting. And We're, what's your specialty there? So
1: Riverside is a real estate services company. We got four companies. We have the title company, which is Abstract. We have cost segregation, which is Riverside tax. We have Riverside 1031, and the baby of the group, which I'm with, which is Riverside filings, where we do entity formation and state filings.
0: Ah, okay. So how would someone use your services with that?
1: So people think LLCs are, you know, simple. You just form them and they go away and everything's great. And now you go, you get busy with your business. But unfortunately, it's not like that. And it's terribly misunderstood. People don't form the right entities, and then they pay for it down the line. Worse, more criminal than that is the fact that they don't do the proper procedures. Now, LLC is a tremendous gift that the government gives us; it mm-hmm. lets us keep our businesses in little boxes away from us and away from each other. Right. But you got to do those little things right. You got to do the formalities and the technicalities. Mm-hmm. People are not following those technicalities. You'd be surprised. The, I mean we spend a lot of time just clearing up messes because people have not filed or not in good standing. I mean you think about it if somebody didn't pay his $50 annual report right and somebody breaks a contract with him and that contract was signed during the time that his company was not in good standing mm. then he cannot enforce that contract in court.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> and you talk about real estate, we've had some crazy stories. We've had stories where, you know, typically for an LLC, when you go into a real estate deal, mm-hmm. people that have a lot of companies have a lot of real estate, they'll just name it a generic name based on the address. Mm-hmm. So we had one guy who had formed an LLC for let's call it 110 Main Street yeah. years ago, he held a property for 10 years and it was time to sell. Mm-hmm. We were representing the buyer because he needed title insurance. Mm -hmm. And we needed the documents from him that he was of his LLC. He had not paid his annual dues and he had lost the name of his LLC. And it turns out that the buyer, when he formed the LLC, he took the name of the seller. So now he owns the LLC that's the title holder to this piece of property.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. So does does the buyer legally own the property then?
1: Well, he would have loved to have walked away and said, thanks. It's been great doing business with you, but we, it took a long time, but we unraveled the whole thing and we managed to straighten it out.
0: Okay. Okay. Good, good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. That's one way to steal a property, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It it didn't work. (laughs) Well, maybe because, you know,
0: it just, it it wouldn't. doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a wild experience. Um, and then uh have you uh have much experience in the 1031 space at all
1: so yeah i did uh i probably spent about close to two years in the 1031 space mm-hmm. that was exciting because you know those were the good years in real estate um, right right where, the, where i guess the deal volume is, was a lot higher than it is today right and we were actually quite big we were processing i would say 20 to 30 deals a day
0: whoa Okay. Nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of 1031s. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of capital to be held as well. I. I, I
1: that's yeah. a lot of capital being held as well. That's, that's where the money is and the capital being held. Our fees were not that high, but right. know, we were holding on to money. We, yeah. we were doing, I mean, we did a billion dollar deal. So.
0: Right. Right. Think about and that. They, when you hold that 1031 capital, are you allowed to go and invest it in things as the 1030 no, we cannot, we cannot right, but right. you can
1: keep it in the bank and it can collect interest and overhead fees from the bank so
0: right 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 mm, that's interesting okay well that's uh that's a, a, a interesting way i always want you know in 1031s they charge so little money and i always understood right. they made the money off the, the principal you know being moved uh, through the bank and through their sources right. there these days with a high-interest savings account, boy, you have a billion dollars earned earn 5.5%. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: I mean, that, that was sort of the paradox of it. We were making nice money when there was 0% interest.
0: Right. And right, we were right. really excited when the interest
1: rates went up uh-huh. until we weren't holding that much money in the bank anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now you end up probably making less money overall, right, even with rates where they are. Uh, I, at the end of the
1: day, you know, I, I wasn't in charge of bookkeeping. We were yeah. just
0: processing those 1031s. Right. Evens out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's interesting. So now Riverside, yeah, it's a big company. I know they have so many different uh, branches So now they're helping with um, not just the title, the 1031s and the cost seg, but now the actual forming the LLCs. Do you guys also draft operating agreements? Do you work on that into the business? That's up and coming. We're okay. working on that right now. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's, it's, you know, how do we work? I mean, how did Riverside filing start? We were doing title and people would reach out to us and say, okay, can you form the entities for me? Right, right. So we did this for a couple of years until the volume became pretty high. And then we said, you know what? We got enough people working on this. Let's get some sales going and offer it to other people.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And then the next stage of that is people turn to us and say, can you draft me an operating agreement? Sure. So it's like everything we do. You can try to get one online, but mm-hmm. it's probably not worth the pra- paper that it's printed on. And again, because we understand LLC is a bad operating agreement. Now, again, you need an operating agreement for a lot of reasons. But when you have a single-member LLC and you have an operating agreement that you pulled off the internet that doesn't make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. your LLC is not going to be worth anything, and you will be held personally responsible. Yeah. So
0: yeah, even a single-member LLC really has its limitations as well. You know, it's really more just a pass-through entity at that point. Yeah. At People's Capital Group, we help you invest in real estate. Build your wealth by owning professionally managed apartment buildings in the Northern New Jersey market. We want to show you how owning real estate is attainable, even for the busy professionals that don't have the time or experience investing in real estate. Now we only work with select people who are serious about building wealth. So find out if you qualify at peoplescapitalgroup.com.
1: Right. And, and you gotta have, you gotta operate as a real LLC. Uh, which means a real operating agreement, just to show that it's not you, or else they'll just pierce the corporate veil and you'll be on the hook.
0: Right, right. And that's the first thing the lawyer will ask for when there's a
1: lawsuit and say, let's see your operating agreement. And he's pretty sure he'll
0: find problems. Yeah, yeah. You guys also file the EIN uh, for uh, owners as well? We do EINs,
1: we do annual reports. I I think the biggest part of our business and why people turn to us is not because we just file things for them, First mm-hmm. of all, they consult with us. We have expertise in how to set up things. Not that we'll ever take responsibility for that. They got attorneys and lawyers for that, but at right. least we'll, we'll let them know what they should be talking to their attorneys and lawyers about. Right. But what we, that real value that we give is we have people with portfolios, hundreds of LLCs that need to be watched. so They don't fall out of good standing and everything's straight. So they don't have problems when they wanna do a refinance or they wanna sell the property and then they see that the documents are not in good shape.
0: Right, right. Uh, makes sense, makes sense. A lot of moving pieces for us landlords, a lot of LLCs to file every single year. Um, and for our listeners, so that every single year you get that invoice from the state, if you haven't gotten yours in years, the state probably has an old mailing address for you and you're just not getting the the notice, right? That Does that happen a lot where people just aren't getting the notices and then don't pay?
1: Well, I'll tell you the secret. They're probably getting the notices and they're looking at it and saying, what is this? And they put it on the, you know, right on the pile on their desk, right next to the parking tickets. Yeah. And yeah. they don't end up paying it. It's as simple as that, a $50 right. check and they don't send it out because it's like, ah, what do they really want from me? Is it so important? And you know, it's, it's it, you, you'd be shocked. I mean, we do audits and we, I don't think we've ever found somebody that has more than 20 entities that's mm-hmm. had every company in good standing.
0: Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's what our bookkeeper focuses on. That's one of the things she makes sure we always have our our entities in good standing. But just like yourself here, it is something, you know, we use our staff to help us with because it's a constant uh, grind to make sure that everything's in good standing. Insurances are kept up to date as well. We're always reviewing those also, making sure we have the best insurance options and we're properly insured and fully insured. Um, but yeah, and your, your standing of your LLC, it goes hand in hand with that. Same with your EIN. Uh, you need to make sure that's up to date and accurate and your mailing addresses. And when we change offices, we have to change addresses for all of our 30 plus LLCs, you know, that's process. Um, and, uh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, we're happy to do a free audit for you
1: guys and see what's really going on. You know, okay. you did pass the 20 LLC limit, so...
0: Okay, okay, interesting. So if you have over 20 LLCs, you offer a free audit, is that right?
1: We offer free audit for anybody, but it's okay. when you have over 20 that you really need it,
0: so... Okay, okay. You know, it's not
1: the CEO taking care of this stuff, and it's not high in anybody's totem pole. Yeah. I really, you know, as a as a salesman, my job is really to educate people, make them understand that this is important, right? and... They're probably not handling it right. You know, they'll give it to a secretary and the secretary, it's not important to her. It's just, you know, she's got bigger fish to fry. It's important to nobody. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: got to be important. It's a little thing. You know, one of the things we do is you got 20 LLCs rather than get 20 of these things from different states. You know, we deal with a lot of people that have multi-state uh, operations. Mm-hmm. They will come in different flavors, different sizes, different prices. And that sort of throws everybody for a loop. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah, shopping around as a landlord. Yeah, so many different options. So many different service providers. You know, who do I pay? Who do I need? Yeah, to run my business the right way. What's important? What's unimportant? So, yep, I can see how that fifty-dollar notice uh, gets thrown in the trash. It does look like a um a very generic like legal notice that you know should be thrown in the trash. Kind of. Um, it doesn't seem you know when you get the. When you get the invoice, it doesn't look like a normal invoice. So, uh, yeah, it is kind of complicated. I'll tell you something
1: scary that I saw for the first time a couple of weeks ago. One of our clients actually sent us one of these notices and said, didn't I just pay this or didn't you pay it for me or we just formed the entity? Why am I getting this? Mm -hmm. And we realized that it was a bogus
0: notice. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Now the scammers are out there trying to get your 50 bucks out of you. Ah, oh, these scammers, they don't take a day off, I'll tell you. Not a day off. That's terrible. Wellesby, I really enjoyed speaking with you here. Uh, how can people uh, get in touch with you?
1: Well, one more thing I want to add, because sure. this is probably the hottest thing in LLCs today, mm-hmm. the Corporate Transparency Act. Oh, okay. now, LLCs were a haven for uh, you know, misdeeds and uh, hidden money, laundered money, drug money, terrorist money. And the federal government, as much as you can play around with the LLCs to make them anonymous and do all kinds of things to protect yourself with multiple layers, the federal government, that's all fine and dandy as far as the state is concerned, because they're just really interested in the revenue anyway from this business. But we want to know what's going on. So any LLC will have to file. It doesn't make a difference if you're anonymous or not. You'll have everybody who has a substantial interest, which is all the officers. Mm-hmm. and anybody who has a 25% interest will have to file with the IRS. It's called yeah. uh, Beneficial Ownership uh, Information Filing, and that's coming up January 1st, which mm-hmm. is a game changer. Mm-hmm. So people need to get ready for that, and that's something we'll, we'll be handling as well.
0: Right. So, and so just to reiterate, so anyone that owns 25% or more of an LLC, and I think it's 50 employees or less. Is that right? It's for the smaller? Right. It's bigger businesses.
1: uh, They got their eyes on. There's no monkey business going on there. It's smaller operations that they're worried about. I think it's 20 employees, but uh, I don't remember offhand. Right, so for
0: 20 employees or something like that, yeah, you have to file. And I think it's some revenue,
1: uh, minimum revenue also. I forget exactly what the number is. Yeah. But you got to show you have an operation. There's 23 exemptions, actually. That's mm-hmm. only one of them. But, okay. you know, it, it's it's companies that are
0: on the radar screen
1: anyway that don't have to file.
0: Right, right, right. And then uh, so it's the anyone with 25% or, or more, it's your Social Security number, your address, your... Uh, Full name, what else do they need to know?
1: That's really it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. they just want to know who they're dealing with. Who they're dealing with. Okay. And uh, you have to file that every single year?
1: No, you file it once unless there's a change.
0: Okay. Any change you got to file as well. And the penalties are very stiff. Right. It's
1: not, we look at it as like LLCs, how people don't take it seriously. Yeah. This stuff is serious business. I mean, the penalties are $500 a day and two years
0: imprisonment. So yeah. Yeah. That's not government overreach or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, and uh, so you have to do this. And what's the fee they charge you for filing your own information with the government? That's free. There's it's no charge. Free. Oh, it's free. Oh my gosh. We don't have to pay the government to file our information with yeah. them on this mandatory requirement. That's if you do it through the government.
1: If you do it through us, you got to pay a fee, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you do it, then it's all... well, Of course, man. Hey, we're all running a business here. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You got, you got to pay your taxes to the government, right? So there you that's go. Right. You got to put food on your plate to pay your taxes. To the we're government. trying to
1: get that revenue minimum. So we don't have to file the CTA. That's why
0: that's what uh, we're after. <laughs> very good. Very good. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, uh, I, I did hear about this law. I was just reading up about it actually yesterday. It's funny you bring it up. Um, yeah, it's kind of scary. It kind of beats the purpose of, uh, of an LLC in a lot of ways, but, um, it's not it's not surprising uh, at all, and of, of course the government wants the tentacles and more of what we're doing. Uh, that's what they always want to do, and that's uh, why America was created uh, over 250 years ago for a government founded by the people for the people, but we have completely forgotten that, my friends. That's a pipe dream at this point, so uh, anyway, that's a whole different podcast episode. We don't really have time for that right now, but... <laughs> But anyway, how can people uh, get in touch with you to learn more?
1: They can go to my LinkedIn page. Uh, you know, they can go to our website, riverside RiversideFilings.com. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, we're there. We're out there waiting for them.
0: Excellent. Excellent. All right, Speed. Well, it's really nice uh, talking with you here. That new uh, change in government, unfortunately, is a pain in the neck. But I'm glad uh, there are service providers like your group to uh, help with that and guide people in this process, too, because if you don't, file this information with the government and give them all this information they're looking for that they can find you into oblivion sounds like and put you out of business. So um, yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting new law that the federal government will be enforcing. Um, It's too bad, but it is what it is. And uh, Hey, all we can do is vote. Right.
1: That's right. Well, the problem is that the States are filing, you know, after the government they're they're in the same game. Now, New York state is starting this. Right. And, uh, you know, if it's the federal government, the LLCs are still safe because this database from the federal government is not public. Okay. Once the states do it, Mm -hmm. then any anonymity is done. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, of course, New York is going to lead the charge. California will probably be next. And then all the other states.
0: uh, Well, um, yeah. Okay. Well, there goes that advantage to LLCs, right? I guess um, the idea is. that way if they don't like what you're doing or they don't like what you're writing on social media or who you're voting for they can kind of stop your business i guess at that point right and they know who you are they know who you are they know where you live they know your social security number you know so don't don't think the wrong thing buddy or vote for the wrong guy is the message we get it unless he's going to win right if he wins it's okay <laughs> if he loses you're screwed <laughs> They're going to kill him. They won't let him win. Uh, anyway, that's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. Uh, okay. All right, Spy. Well, very good sh- chatting with you here. Uh, Thank you, Aaron. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you got me all in a bad mood with this government overreach, but it's all right. It's all right. We're going to move onward and upward, and, uh, you know, let's keep fighting for that American dream, all right? we'll, we'll
1: give your LLCs a clean bill of health, and you'll get right back chirpy
0: again (laughs) all right now we're talking i can make more money and pay my taxes that's right all right can't wait all right my friend well have a good day thanks for coming on the passive cash flow podcast i really appreciate it
1: thank you aaron thank you very much